The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. We're coming to that stage again when we are rewriting the script. So much happening at so many in so many moments in time at the at this point in time in the Holy Land. Joining us now to just try and go through everything which you want to go through this afternoon. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Rolene, good afternoon. Great to have you on board once again. Great to be on board, and unfortunately, I start off with news of another terror attack, mm. this time in Jerusalem's old city at Jaffa Gate. Many of you will be familiar with Jaffa Gate. It's one of the most commonly used entrances to the old city, and in fact, was actually refurbished with the aid of South African Jewry in the 1960s. A man in his 50s is in serious condition, two others in moderate to light condition. A 17-year-old Palestinian from East Jerusalem has been arrested by um, Israeli police. Uh, for carrying out the attack with a butcher's knife and the injured have been taken to Hadassah Mount Scopus Hospital. Wishing him all the best, uh, Rolene. (laughs) When is all this going to end? But anyway, yeah, wish him the best and a speedy recovery. Tell us more about this forced landing in Malaysia. Well, this seems to be a a week of many planes having to land uh, Mm. for a variety of, of issues. There was a uh, a plane forced to land en route between, I think it was Serbia and London because of unruly behavior. Uh, but this plane, an Emirates flight, was en route from Dubai to Singapore when it had to make an unscheduled landing in Malaysia. Now, what makes the story quite uh, unusual is that the plane had 12 Israelis on board. Now, Malaysia and Israel do not have bilateral relations. Mm -hmm. In fact, the president of Malaysia has made some truly repugnant anti-Semitic comments in the last couple of years. So um, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, who actually um, notified media about this, said that, you know, they are in touch or they were in touch with the 12 Israelis on board to make sure that they were safe. Mm -hmm. And Foreign Minister Eli Cohen said the Ministry of Foreign Affairs continues to act for the benefit of the Israeli citizen in exceptional cases like this. From the moment word of the incident became known, I instructed the Director General of the Ministry, Ronen Levy, to resolve the incident and make sure that all Israelis were safe. Now, we do understand that the Foreign Ministry spoke directly to the passengers to ensure their safety. Um, They were not required to get off the plane, and after five hours, the plane was able to depart again, and and was actually forced to land due to poor weather conditions. That's strange, as you say. Very strange incidents happening with planes at the moment, but thank goodness... uh Israeli passengers, um, both in Saudi Arabia and there, were safe and sound and nothing untoward has happened anyway. Rolin, let's look into the politics now of the Holy Land, the road to Saudi normalization. Blinken calls Bibi Netanyahu and Abbas. And, uh, yeah, tell us more about that. Well, there seems to be a lot of activity happening in the last couple of hours, well, mm. say 24 hours or so. We've had a phone call between the U.S. Secretary of State, who's actually in Kiev in the Ukraine at the moment, uh, speaking to Mahmoud Abbas. 
and speaking to Prime Minister Netanyahu. Now, we don't have too many details about what was discussed. We can assume it was with regards to Saudi normalization because there is a U.S. delegation in Riyadh this week. Now, what is uh, quite interesting is that U.S. officials are reporting that the Palestinians are saying they won't do anything to to bring embarrassment to the Saudis. Uh, mm. You know, they won't object. They won't do anything I- I- embarrassing. And Palestinian approval of a um, potential deal is crucial because the issue with the Palestinians has been seen as a major obstacle to Saudi and Israel normalizing relations. Uh, And coupled with that, we've had another bizarre article in the New York Times written by Tom Friedman. Um, He has written quite a lot about Israel lately taking uh, full aim at Prime Minister Netanyahu, and he's actually in his article appealed to the uh, Crown Prince of Saudi, MBS, and um, to President Biden not to be Netanyahu's useful idiots, Mm. and and, uh, those are his words, and and not my words, and, and just hand him Saudi normalization on a platter. Uh, he has been quite vocal in recent months about uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, uh, the, the um, uh, legal issues that the Prime Minister is, is facing and a variety of, of other issues. And um, also what is very, very interesting is that... Um, the Saudis just last week spoke to the Palestinian Authority offering them more money, more aid, on condition they rein in the terrorism, uh, judging by a new story that has broken within the last hour. One would hope okay. that Abbas could rein in his appalling anti-Semitic comments as well. But uh, they say that they will they will give more aid to the Palestinians in exchange for their approval. Okay, that sounds uh, somewhat promising, if I'm understanding that correctly. Yes, uh, let's see what transpires from, from that, uh, Roline, what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. I keep saying that. Yes, uh, let's see what uh, what develops from that issue. Looking at the judicial talks now, <laughs> the infamous judicial talks, what's the latest there? Well, we have had this, this to and froing over the, the last couple of days. Is there a deal? Isn't there a deal? Our president's been um, quite vociferous in the last couple of days, whether he has been in Austria, uh, like you and I chatted about yesterday, mm-hmm. or whether he is in Israel like he was today at a ceremony to remember uh, former President Shimon Peres who passed away, I think it's now seven years ago, and he said that uh, the only solution, and, and he is calling it now a constitutional crisis, is a dialogue, saying the public wishes it to end. Well, ain't that the truth? He said if one side wins and one side surrenders, we all lose. But um, uh, we, we do need to reach some kind of agreement. Now, the only thing that the coalition and the opposition seem to agree on is that they can't reach an agreement. Uh, a lot of focus on national unity, Chair Benny Gantz, mm-hmm. the man who, if we went to elections tomorrow, is likely uh, to win uh, 
by quite a, a a big margin. He says, you know, he he would like to sit down and discuss and and have a um, some kind of of talk. He he's definitely open to a compromise, but he just doesn't trust that the prime minister can deliver. Mm. Uh, and that's a feeling that many from the opposition share that that he will capitulate to uh, the the more um, aggressive or the more um, far-right element within his coalition. Mm. Again, let's see who's saying what and this to and froing as you speak, as you spoke of earlier on, Rolene. One wonders who's going to be toing and froing between now and tomorrow when we chat again on the judicial uh, issue. Let's round up our chat now with the feel-good story as we've... uh, insisted that we should do during our talk uh, session. Papua New Guinea becomes the latest country to open an embassy in Jerusalem. Yes, Papua New Guinea becomes the fifth country and the first Asian Pacific country to open up an embassy in Jerusalem. The Prime Minister James Mamape has been in Israel over the last week also, uh, not just opening his embassy in the capital, but also speaking to Foreign Minister Eli Cohen and Prime Minister Netanyahu about increasing cooperation between the two countries. If you don't know where Papua New Guinea is, it is uh, in between Australia and, and Asia, beautiful island country, a very, very strong ally of the state of Israel and he wants to increase cooperation especially in the field of agriculture so he opened the embassy yesterday in the company of Prime Minister Netanyahu the Foreign Minister Eli Cohen and the Mayor of Jerusalem Moshe Lyon and he is a, a religious man and he referenced the the God of Israel he has also visited the Kotel the Wailing War and it has been a, a really Really moving week to watch his activities in Israel. Well, Rolene, I hear that our famous uh, canine friend in the background has approved of everything that you've delivered to us this afternoon. Great chatting to you <laughs> once again, Rolene. Have a blessed evening. Take care. And it was fantastic talking to you once again about uh, what's transpiring in Israel at the moment. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel, giving us the latest on the Israel situation.